down the chimney, he will come with his great big smile. And you'll find that even the kiddies are swinging in a later style. Oh, what is Santa bringing? You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. Hour two in the books. Want more smoke? 713-780-3776 at Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. The, the squad, the crew is here and accounted for at Carlson Radio, at Josh Jordan 97.5, at Jerry Bonos with a Z. Let's get into some more of these games. Let's do it. And this one actually, this is going to be great for Andrew to kind of give us some feedback on because I want to talk about this Packers-Oakland game. All of Aaron Rodgers' receivers are they're dying, Jerry. They're, they're almost dead. They're, they're all hurt. Everybody's hurt. Devontae Adams isn't going to be back this week, but even MVS is banged up. Geronimo Allison's banged up. I mean, this is this is getting ugly, but it also kind of makes me like Oakland's chances to, to stay in the game a little bit more because Aaron Rodgers is hardly going to have anybody to throw to, and even if these guys are active and play, they're not going to be 100%. I kind of like me some Josh Jacobs this week. I think they can keep it close. I actually have him top 10 at running back this week in PPR. Man, some people got him top five. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense, right? Because, you know, the Packers have struggled against the run. Now, it's it's kind of tricky, right? Because, you know, Rodgers has actually been okay with his limited, you know, guys to throw to. You have Jimmy Graham dropping two touchdowns last week. So what do you think about this one? Can Oakland keep it close? The number's at five now. Opened up at seven. Maybe some of those Packers injuries is shifting the line a little bit. Maybe it's money firing on the Raiders. What do you think? Right when the line opened at seven, it was smashed. Right away, big money came in on Oakland. Long week. Yeah. Two, the inability of Packers to stop the run. This is definitely a spot for your boy Jacobs. I know you've been on him a lot. This is the spot. Oakland, top 10 in yards per carry, 4.9. Top 10 in yards per game, rushing 134 against a Green Bay defense that allowed 4.92 on the ground. Seven rushing touchdowns against the Packers thus far. They allow you to to, – they play a funnel defense. They have great defensive backs, Jair Alexander. Everything works on that end, but they allow you to run it. They allow you to run the ball, and that's something that's going to hurt them because it ultimately keeps your offense off the field. That's what the Chiefs are hating so much. Every time they would show Mahomes on the sideline, he's got his hands on his pads just like, please, just give me the ball back, and he can't get the ball back. That's how you keep these great offenses off the field. That's what they'll do here. The only thing that scares some people with Jacobs is his involvement in the pass game, but he has eight targets the last two weeks, so he's getting the targets. They want him to. It's about just to get him going because he wasn't originally – the game plan didn't come in is that they were going to use two backs, but they want Jacobs on the field so much that they gave him eight targets in the last two weeks. And remember, we talked about that a couple weeks ago because Gruden came out and said, we got to get the ball to Jacobs more in the passing game. And and Rashard has been terrible. So there's a good reason for it. And remember, Jacobs is coming off that fantastic game against the Bears in London. I mean, he was amazing in that game. And I had to start him because I didn't have any better options. And boy, I'm glad I did with him getting 100 yards and a touchdown. So I think Jacobs continues that today. So 
maybe we could throw to Andrew right here. Andrew, do we know anything about these Packers receivers? Are they going to play? We've got the whole report ready if you guys want. Let's, let's go do ahead. It. Let's right, throw let's it, it to the injury expert over at Gallon Media. Let's drop it like this. All right, so starting off in Arizona, we've got David Johnson. He's going to be active despite the ankle injury. He may see a slight decrease in workload, but if you've got him, fire him up. Christian Kirk, the wide receiver for the Cardinals, he's going to continue to be inactive with an ankle injury. Moving over to Cincinnati, last week we talked about A.J. Green. He could potentially be making a return this week. Test results came back, determined those reports were a lie. He is out. It doesn't really seem like he's all that close to a return. So Tyler Boyd and Auden Tate both remain viable options. Moving over to those Packers receivers, Geronimo Allison, despite the concussion, he's active. He's going to be ready to play. Devontae Adams, obviously he still remains out with the toe injury, but Marquez Valdez-Scantling is active. He was a game-time call, so you might want to be more cautious with him just because they activated him just before the game, but he is going to be ready to go. For the Jacksonville Jaguars, Marquise Lee is out with an ankle injury. D.D. Westbrook, he's active despite a shoulder injury. And tight end Jeff Swaim, he is out with a concussion. Moving over to the Rams, Malcolm Brown is inactive, so that means Todd Gurley is going to be getting all the snaps this week. For the Miami Dolphins, Jakeem Grant remains active with despite a hamstring injury. And then moving over to the New York Giants, we've got Sterling Shepard. He's out for a concussion. I know you guys talked about that earlier. For those uh, Oakland Raiders, Tyrell Williams, he's still out with the foot injury. So that means Trevor Davis and Hunter Renfro are going to get some couple extra snaps. Dwayne Harris, wide receiver, he is inactive as well with an ankle injury. And then moving over to the San Francisco 49ers, we've got Debo Samuel. He's out with the groin injury. Raheem Mostert, he's active despite a knee injury. And then for the Washington Redskins, Chris Thompson is out with the toe injury. And Vernon Davis remains out with the concussion. Boom. There you have it. Thank you very much, Andrew. So it looks like these Green Bay receivers are going to they're gonna try it out, Jerry. They're, they're going to go. But uh, I don't know, man. They're, they're pretty banged up at... Aaron Rodgers has to have somebody to throw to. So this one's kind of interesting. Let's talk about it from a gambling angle. The, the five points, do, do you like that at all? Do you like Oakland? Do you, do you like Green Bay? Or are you staying away from this one? I'm staying away from If Rodgers had all his weapons at his disposal, I would be on team total over because the splits that Rodgers has at home. But, again, I'm scared that the Raiders will be able to keep the ball away from him. I just It's hard to trust the Raiders to be able to punch a ticket on that side. Uh Everything they showed against the Bears show you that they are a team that can get up and play with anybody on any given day. But is this a day? Is I remember I talked last or whenever the Raiders were going overseas, I talked about the handicap about the vertigo factor with Gruden. Yeah. And, and after they got back last year, how it worked against them and how they struggled to get back on pace. Well, let's see what happens here. Let's see if that has any effect. Let's do it. All right. So we're going to pass on that one. Moving along, Jacksonville, Cincinnati. And I wanted to talk to you about this one because injuries are a big part of this one. Drake Kirkpatrick, the starting corner for the Bengals, he's not going to go. William Jackson's out too. So I like me some DJ Chark this week. What do you think, Jerry? No, that's a great play. He's one of the best uh, receivers for air yards, which that tells you a lot. That gives you a shot of where they're at uh, to where the quarterback's throwing it to where they're at on the field. Look for DJ Chark to blow a big one yeah. open today. I think that this is a great spar for Minshew. Also, he uh, twenty-two yard or sixteen yards is just, is uh, 
rushing yards prop. I think that goes over as the Bengals give up the most. Not the second most, third most. Arizona was the other one that I gave out the most rush yards to the quarterback position, the Bengals. So go ahead and take that because Minshaw, he, he's over 30 yards a game rushing, and it's on, it's set a half of that. And Leonard Fournette, he's the top three play this week, right? He's finally coming along. This is the Fournette that you want to see. Now he's involved in the pass game. Now he's involved in, it's hard to get him off the field and it's it's almost like we're a year behind or ahead because last year we wanted him to be this and yes. injuries kind of kept him off the field, punching people, whatever the case may be. Uh-huh. But now he's getting his, he's getting the share, and now his his production showing just that. No doubt about it. Let's look at the the line here. Jags favored by four and a half, and ugh, the Bengals are just their offensive line is terrible. And, and by the way, Joe Mixon, I don't know how you're starting him right now. I mean, even Gio Bernard is starting to get more snaps right now. It is, it's getting scary for the Mixon owners that he's losing touches and he's playing behind that awful offensive line. I have a fantasy team where I'm starting Frank Gore over Joe Mixon this week. Just, you know, revenge game for Frank Gore going against the Dolphins. I, I think he's a better play this week. And back to the line, it's at four and a half, Jerry. You feeling it either way with the Jags or the Bengals here? A lot of people think the Bengals might get their first win of the year. I don't see it as such. I can't bet it because I think it's going to be an ugly game. But, again, take advantage of the props here. Take advantage of Leonard Fournette props. Go ahead and get the props of sacks, team sacks. I think the Bengals hit the ground a lot today. You'll see a lot of the Red Rocket on the ground. You'll see Jacksonville getting there. Um, There's some question of the motivation on defense. What happens after you lose a Jalen Ramsey? What is the the defense mentality if you're in that locker room and you're thinking – so what? We're just mailing it in now. We're just we're not going to play ball. You're just going to get rid of the best guy that we have here. What's the mentality? Do they stick to uh, to script and say, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna keep going forward"? He didn't want to be here anyways, yep. or is it? What happens with you? Have to have a strong locker room, and we're about to find out just how strong it was. Yeah, and his back magically healed, didn't it? After the trade, I mean, magically healed. He had all these other things going on, <laughs> yeah. trips and whatnot, and you knew he just didn't want to play ball. He was checked out, and at the end of the day, I'm curious to see what happens with him on his new team. I, I am too, and that's a perfect segue here. Let's get into it. Rams playing the Falcons. I mean, I, I'll probably mention this a little later in the show when we get to that last segment, but give me some Jared Goff this week against the Falcons, man. I mean... We saw what Kyler Murray did to the Falcons. We saw Deshaun Watson drop a 50-burger on the Falcons. Jared Goff's been terrible, but if he's ever going to get it going, Jerry, it's this week against the Falcons. What do you think about this one? Well, you nailed it. It's about pressure. That's where he struggles, and any if you're ever going to get it going, what did Hopkins needed a get-right week, and look what happened there. The Falcons will get you that get-right week. Now, who is Jared Goff? Because let's think about this. Over his last 14 starts... He has been 14 to 15 touchdown to intercession ratio. That's not good. Is that the guy that, for for a while there, it seemed like McVay's ability to coach and put him in favorable positions was masking his inabilities. Now, what quarterback is he? Is there a blueprint from the Super Bowl that was laid out? It's a copycat league. You saw yep. whatever the Colts did to, to beat the Chiefs. The next team's going to do it, and the next team's going to try. And then what are you doing to prepare in football? You watch game film, right? Yep. And you look at game film and which the other team struggled. So have they found out what ultimately beats golf? Because is it 
how much is it with Gurley missing? Does he have a big part with, with it? What do you think? Sure. I, I think their offensive line play has been terrible. And they're down one of their guards, I believe, this week. One Another of their best one. run-blocking guards. And they had lost their center to start the year and their guard. So now they're going to be missing three interior linemen, which is crucial whenever you're trying to avoid pressure. Imagine the pressure coming straight up the A-gap yep. and golf is, is, is having a rollout. That's the last thing you want to do, holding a Rams ticket. It, it is. It is. It just worries me, that offensive line. But I just think the matchup's so good. I like golf this week. But that is concerning, and that's part of why Todd Gurley, not only is he banged up, but he's running behind a terrible offensive line. So be careful with him this week. What do we think about the the spread? Rams are in Atlanta and favored by three. For whatever reason, and I can't let people take me off of this, my my, my first thing I saw when I looked at the slate, I looked at who's Atlanta playing because I know that they can score. We know that Matt Ryan has 300-plus yard passing in seven straight games. Although they're not looking good, he's still getting his because the game script is making him throw. Atlanta can play from behind. So then you look at who's going against Atlanta. Can they put up points? That's how I like to – same thing I do with the Cardinals. So going against Atlanta is golf. And the Rams, what does what's his deficiency against the pressure? Where is Atlanta's deficiency on defense? Creating pressure. So, okay, that's a wash. You'll have a decent golf. You have a decent team that can play from behind. And this points to the over. That was one of my circled bets right whenever I saw the slate. Now, as the week progresses, and there's a few people. I, I try not to listen to too many people so it doesn't deviate me off of what I, I'm on. But there's a few guys that I listen to, and they seem to think that this game's going to go under. I'm going against them. I'm actually punching this ticket. Hit the over as it keeps gradually moving down a half point or to a point. Hit the over. I think the C60s. And I wanted to bring this one up. Maybe you can help me with this. How do how are the Rams going to play this? Do you think they'll put Jalen Ramsey on Julio, or do you think they'll put Jalen Ramsey on Calvin Ridley and then double Julio? You know what I mean? They could go either way here. I it it's tough, but the number two cornerback Troy Hill, that dude's giving up nine point nine yards per attempt. Hmm. You don't want him on Julio any. So <laughs> that's but, interesting. Yeah. So it's it's great. It's but but the Falcons have so many weapons that you say where where do where's Hooper? Who's gonna? Yeah. There's so many weapons on that offense. Again, leading us to the over. Go ahead and shut down Julio. You, the, the other guys can, and you got guys that can make big plays against that guy. Troy Hill been torched. Sixty five percent allowed completions. Four hundred fifty five yards. Nine point nine yards per attempt. Oh, that's a great stat, Jerry. Five touchdowns. I like it, my man. All right, we got we got more to get to, right? We got 45 minutes, and we're going to get it rolling. Go ahead, fire up the barbecue pits. It's about that time. We're about to drop more bets. Moneyline, ESPN, 97.5. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Want to come out next week and hang out with Bo? Well, this is your chance to come out and sweat a game as we will be out live at Twin Peaks Webster. October 26, 230 to 430 for the TCU UT game. I'll be out there having some good time drinking those 29 uh, degree beers. 
And, you know, it is it is the uh, costume party week going on all week. Ooh. So I'm sorry, wifey, but the eye candy is going to be laced up, leathered up, and, and I'm in. So, again, 2.30 to 4.30, I'll be out there for a few hours drinking some beer. Twin Peaks Webster location. Come on out. Have some good time. UTTCU. It's going to go down. What a what a terrible gig you have, Jerry. You have to go drink beer and look at Twin Peaks girls in lingerie. <laughs> what, what a terrible weekend for you. In the words of the great Booker T, it's a three foot rule. It's a three foot rule. <laughs> but let's uh let's get into some of these questions that we have from the text line. What's the latest on Amari Cooper and his injury status? I have Crowder to start on Monday night if he can't go tonight. Standard scoring league. Here's the thing is I believe I was on pro, uh, pro football talk earlier today, and it looks like Cooper's going to try and go. But, I mean, it's it's tough. It's Sunday night. So you got to have other options in case he doesn't go. But that's what it's looking like for now is that he's going to try and get it done. But, you, you know, you never know. Until those inactives and actives come out for those late games, you, you have to have other options. Shout out to Richard on the east side for that question. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Tariq Cohen or Duke Johnson standard scoring? Let's see. Tariq Cohen. Or, uh, man, that's a tough one. It's a tough I one. I think I'd probably go with Cohen, but I don't feel great about it. Me too. Duke hasn't had plus 10 touches in, in forever, it, it seems like. I think he's only had it one time. So keeping that in mind, I don't see him now. If PPR, this would be interesting because these are two PPR type right. guys. Right, exactly. Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen from 832? I'm going to go Lamar Jackson, but I, I love Josh Allen this week. But, you know, how do you how do you sit the best quarterback in fantasy football? That, A, one, and then B, being that I don't feel too comfortable take, uh, rostering a quarterback in a spread that's 17 points. <laughs> not not to say they don't get there, but what happens when they get there? Do they still uh, air it out, you know, or they cruise it in, knowing that Miami doesn't pose any kind of a threat? Lamar Jackson's going to be involved in the shootout. Uh, that's actually one of my favorite picks. We're going to get into that preview of that game here coming up soon, but I have a big pick for that game itself. Let's get over to this next question. Matt Ryan or Kyler Murray? Ooh man, that's a that's a tough one. But uh, Jerry, <laughs> it's tough. It's I, tough. Yeah, I don't know if you could go wrong with either guy. I'm, Matt Ryan is consistent. He's got you know his floor and you know what his ceiling can be, and it's usually right. Right, it's it, it gives you say eighty percent of what his ceiling usually is. He usually gets you around there. He's now, been great. Yeah. Kyler Murray though, he's been coming on strong as of late. The 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 Cardinals run 11 more plays on offense than uh, than the average team. That's 11 more plays for, yard, for yards and going up against a Giants defense that can be beat. Yeah, I think I'm going to lean Kyler Murray just because he has some rushing potential for you. I think both of them are going to throw the ball great. Matt Ryan's been 300 yards and three touchdowns almost every game. Quietly. Yes, qu- very quietly. And where was he drafted? Think about that. Again, a lot of people out there, the Mahomes drafter, the – the well, Watson. I was real high on him, and he's been paying off. But just think about the guy that grabbed Rogers. You know, is yeah. Rogers is Rogers that same guy? Think about the guy, and this is a bad example, but Andrew Luck. Uh, the guys that went out and gambled trying to get their quarterback early, and then while they could sit there, where was you were really big on Lamar Jackson this offseason as I far was. as drafting him late, and yes. you could get him in tenth, eleventh, twelfth round. Yes, and look at it now. Now I guarantee you, going forward, you're never going to see Lamar Jackson go because now everyone's going to know the hype that he could. And we knew he could run, but people were wondering, can he throw? Also, now that you're seeing that he can, or that the playbook is 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 made to tailor to, towards his uh, strengths. Let's say, yeah. 
he, how can you ever not want Lamar Jackson on a fantasy team whenever he's getting you those rush yards? Just the rush yards beats a bad week for somebody else's floor, if that makes sense. That's exactly what it is. I, I was big on him in my big money league. I think I got him in the 10th round. <laughs> That's and, a steal. I know, right? And, you know, I caught a lot of flack for – I had Matt Ryan in my top five quarterbacks this year in my preseason rankings. I, You know, I just felt like people were sleeping on him. I felt like they were going to have to throw the ball, and we know he's got great options to throw to. And the dome games. Remember, he yes. had uh, X amount of – games inside the dome and his dome splits or something much better that was a big stat that was getting thrown around in the offseason but it's not like he hasn't been shown he don't have to win for you to win your fantasy matchups you don't care about that score and if anything their defense being bad is is a plus arrow for the offense of the falcons so at the end of the day it's two different worlds you live in if you're living in a gambling world you don't care about certain things if you're living in a fantasy world you don't care about them and if you're living as a fan you really don't care about anybody's gambling or anybody's fantasy you just care for the w so let's keep moving here stardom send them ppr hide or brita Ooh man, uh, I think I'm I'm gonna go Brita here just because it's PPR and I, you know I know Hyde has been catching more passes lately, but I don't know if that's gonna continue. You know, with Leonard coming back this week, tough matchup. So yeah, I'll go with Brita. And we think, you know, they're they're gonna smash the Redskins, right? So that means Brita should be a big part of that game plan. Exactly, Brita and Coleman. Coleman's established himself as getting into the end zone kind of guy. Yeah. Brita is the change of pace back, but we know that the 49ers circle around that offense running the ball that's the way they like to do it that's the way Shanahan is is getting teams off balance and making that play action ultimately work and Brita he'll will have some junk time that fourth quarter if they're up 14 17 points as they should be then you can expect Brita to get uh, a little bit more touches even if it's three or four more touches say at four four and a half yards a carry you just got you a few more points so yeah. think about that in that aspect and uh, yeah i'll go with brita as well let's get over to the hrmp listener line we have brandon on hold he has to start a cinema question what can we do for you on this glorious morning hey good morning fellas uh i've got four running backs and i gotta leave one out i've got mixon brita aaron jones and sony michelle uh, i'm gonna hang up and listen who do i set out I, Mixon is just killing fantasy owners, so I'm I'm gonna stay consistent. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bench Mixon. What is it? Brita, Mixon, Michelle, and who was the other one? Uh, who was the third one? <sighs> yeah, I don't. We don't have them anymore. Man, it's so tough. It's crazy saying, man, I got to sit mixing it, but it makes sense. Don't get me wrong. Everything makes sense. Their offensive line is is decimated by injuries, and they're bad. So that's just two. They don't have anyone on the offensive line that could do anything. No. Their pass game doesn't uh, put any fear in you to not stack a box. So where? How do you? How do you beat that? that team or, or you know being that offense how do you beat the opposing defense because they don't give you anything they they're you're seeing stack boxes when you need to on early downs they're not afraid to throw you one-on-one coverage against your wide receivers nothing fears you about that offense and that's scary so yeah it's yeah. Mixon, Mixon bench, and Gio Bernard got a, an uptick in touches last week. And look where Mixon, let's talk about where Mixon was drafted because coming into this season a lot of people were talking about he's Le'Veon Bell 2.0 Yep. Right. And now that you're seeing this, it's crazy to think that he's actually backtracked plenty 
because he had his spurts last year. And once they got laser under uh, off at offensive coordinator, a lot changed for him last season. Yeah. Remember, they made that change. But once the, the honeymoon stage was over and Gio is still, no matter what, if Gio is in your backfield, he's going to have a piece of it. He's such a good third down back. Yep. He can run between the tackles too. So either way you look at it, Gio's always going to be there to, let's call him a safety net to Mixon, and the coaching staff knows that. No doubt. You know, and you got to remember, Mixon led the AFC in rushing last year. Yeah. I mean, but the problem is, is, you know, they can't run the ball. You know, they drafted an offensive tackle in the first round. He got hurt right when the season started. He's not there. Their offensive line is terrible. And they're having to throw the ball to their running backs a little more, which is what Geo's really good at. So, look, I have Mixon. I took him in the second round in a draft, and he has been killing me this year. I'm starting Frank Gore over him this week in that league. So, you know, if Mixon's killing you, see if Frank Gore's out there. He might be a better option for you this week. Yeah, and Mixon's sort of become a boomer bust if he could punch it in the end zone, then it pays off. No doubt. We got uh, we got to go to break here, Andrew. Oh, we can take a call. Why not? All right, let's uh, let's get Adam in here. Adam, you're listening to Moneyline. Oh, you're on Moneyline. I'm sorry. Uh, you got to start a sitter question. What's going on, my man? Hey, uh, sitter start. Tom Brady or Lamar Jackson? I hang up and listen. I'm going Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's an easy one to me. Uh, again, big spread. Tom Brady, small spread, high over under. Lamar Jackson's going to tear it up. I'm telling you, that game's going to have – we're going to get into that game when we come back, and it's going to – hopefully I can convince you there because I have some pretty good stats that lean that this is going to be a, a a lot of throws in this game, a lot of stop clock, and a lot of scoring. We're going to get into that right when we get back. The phone lines are open, 713-780-3776. At Moneyline975 is where you can find us. But where can you find the Astros gear? Man, you get all your Astros gear at Academy. Guys, you wake up on Sunday morning. Your Astros are headed back to the World Series. Time to go get a get a new hat. Get a new shirt. Get some of that LCS championship gear. And now that we've won the, L- the LCS all Houston Academy stores right now, guys, all of them, they're open, officially licensed championship apparel. Join us in celebrating the home team as your Houston Astros take it back. Academy Sports and Outdoors, the official sporting goods retailer of the Houston Astros. Go get some of that gear at your nearest Academy Sports and Outdoors right now. We'll be right back. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. At Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. Feel free to send us a text, a tweet, anything, smoke signals, whatever it is. We're here to help you. We got 30 minutes till kickoff, and there's still money to be made. Let's jump into that big game, the game that we keep teasing. Ravens, Seahawks. What you got? What I got is... You want to go bet on this game at my bookie. That's what you want to do, Jerry, because you're about to give everybody a play. Am I right? Yeah. So go over to my bookie. Open it up right now. Log in. Get Hopefully ready. you got that 100%. How do you get the 100% bonus? Look, all you want to do is you go to mybookie.ag, and then you create your account. 
And then it says right there, promo code. You, what do you put in? You put in promo code radio, and that's how you get them to double your first deposit. My bookie has odds on every game, more prop bets than any other sports book. We're going to give you some prop bets today, too. And absolutely nobody pays out faster. You get your cash when you want it. That's the whole point, right? You win Wait a some minute, money. Though. So like, say somebody's listening right now, and they're like, what does it mean, 100% bonus? So you mean if I go up there right now and I say, I don't want to gamble big. You know, I'm not trying to win millions. So I go and I deposit 100 bucks. I want to make yep. it last the whole year. They're going to give me how much? They're going to give you 100 bucks. They're going to match. You'll have $200 to bet on today's games with if you just put 100 in there today imagine that so in the case it doesn't have to be just a hundred it could be whatever the your deposit is a hundred percent on it up to a thousand bucks they will match it if you put a grand in there they will match it with another cool g so you have two grand in your account you're playing with a thousand dollars of their money you're playing with house money and guys after kickoff you can still bet you know parlays you know you could scourge a huge profit by doing parlays man and at mybookie.ag you can do that so don't play on some no-name sports book if you're gonna bet this football season be smart bet with the best at mybookie.ag just create your account use promo code radio and they will double your money offer that's mybookie.ag promo code radio play win and get Paid at my bookie, so now we're gonna give you some plays to use at my bookie. Jerry, you told me you like this Raven Seahawks game. What do you like today? What are you betting on? What? How are you gonna win the people some money here? The over has to be the bet here, and you ask yourself, how do these teams play on offense? What do they do well? Well, you know that the Seahawks they can run and pass the ball, and that's something that's gonna be coming into play here. So look at these two offenses: attempts on pass attempts, nineteenth and twenty second. Baltimore being 19th. So you say, well, then why are you talking about all this passing and how is it going to be a passing game if they're in the bottom third? Check this out, though. Bottom third in attempts, but 8th and 13th in yards. So that's telling you that they are efficient on less throws. Efficient. Touchdowns, both in the top six. Again, bottom third in attempts, but they're both in the top six in touchdowns because they're highly efficient. Seattle, 14 passing touchdowns, Baltimore, 12. So keeping that frame of thought, there's going to be passing, there's going to be efficient passing, and they could get in the end zone once they do it. So then you say, how do they fare on the running side of the ball? It's funny because Baltimore's number one in the league. Number one in the league, 5.5 yards per attempt. Seattle, third in the league. These offenses move the ball. They do it efficiently, and they do it enough to where it's going to keep the other offense uh, defense guessing because they don't just run the ball. They're really high on rush attempts. When you have teams that can do it both efficiently and defenses that can't stop it, now you look at defenses and you say, well, what are these guys on defense? What do they do on uh, as far as stopping the pass? Well, if you look at here, Baltimore, sixth most pass yards. Seattle, eighth most pass yards allowed. So I gave you the stats on the offensive side of the ball. They're both in the top six and in, in passing touchdowns, both in the top 13 in passing yards. But then you look at the opposite side of the ball, and they're both in the bottom eight against defending the pass. Keep that in mind. There's going to be a lot of points here. That's how you have to break a game down. Ooh, I like that, Jerry. That is a great handicap there. So we'd like the over in that game. Smash that over. Smash that over. And I want to... I haven't decided if I'm going to bet this one with the spread yet, but hear me out. I think the Ravens aren't as good as we think they are. No. And here's why. You know who they beat this year? They beat the Dolphins. They beat the Arizona Cardinals. They both stink, right? They lost to the Chiefs. No shame in that. 
They lost to the Browns. They gave up 40 points to the Browns. And I know they made a trade. They have Peters now, so they have a little help at cornerback. But also, they beat the Steelers without Ben Roethlisberger, and they beat the Bengals. Name one team that they have beaten that's any good. And that's the thing. Right? And people always try to think of the, the Baltimore defense as being some world beaters, and they're really not that anymore. Right. A lot of injuries to the defensive backs, but they're also missing a lot of pieces, though. Remember, they traded away. This isn't the Terrell Suggs-led defense yeah, he of gone. old. Yeah. He gone. He gone. And and now you have to – it's it's a different team. It's a different team and an offense that plays different, that puts more emphasis on your defense. Yeah. Your defense, you can either use offense to mask or to, or to put an emphasis on saying, hey, we'll put our defense back out there and with the Ravens their their offense is all over the place you saw that we know that Lamar Jackson's going to run the ball at a, at a historical pace but you saw that they could also throw the ball but yeah. then they also have deficiencies against defending the pass it's overall like you said they're overrated I think I think so too it's just you look at their opponents they haven't really beat anybody and you know now if they go to Seattle and beat the Seahawks then we're on to something but at this point in the year I'm just not impressed by who they've beaten to be honest though Speaking of overrated, I think Seattle's slightly overrated with themselves. I think the the ability of of Russell Wilson and what he does, and the if you had to name an MVP right now, he's probably at the top of the list. Oh yeah, and 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 that goes to show you that he is masking the inabilities of this team. That team is not the Seattle Seahawks that we were accustomed to the last five six years. That team is not the same. They're just playing to the abilities of of Russell making plays, and then they lean on that run really really hard. Let's go over the to HRP listener line real quick. We got AJ on. He wants to. Talk some bets. AJ, you're on Moneyline. What's up? Hi, good morning, fellas. Hey, question for y'all. Um, is there any games in this early slate that you look at the first quarter line and you want to jump on it, whether it's the over, under, or the spread? I'll hang up and listen. Appreciate it, guys. Well, uh, to be honest with you, I haven't looked at any first quarter lines for this slate to be 100% honest with you, but to me, if you were going to bet it, I think, again, the Miami Dolphins betting them under all the way around. I don't think that they get into the end zone in this game unless it's late, like when a, a, a garbage touchdown, trash touchdown is what they call it. And I just believe Buffalo is going to press all over them. So if you're asking me, you uh, you got Buffalo at minus three and a half first half, over under seven and a half, and with the seven and a half under juiced, I easily see Buffalo Getting, I, I think Buffalo will move the ball at will. Again, though, this is another one of those, the coin toss. Things. That's what I was going to say. Use that trick you Use talked about. Use that trick, man. Uh, what was the name? AJ, if you're listening, start following the – but you got to dig because a lot of these beat writers, they're not worried about the coin toss. I mean, who really is? But some of them, they take pride in knowing that so-and-so called or uh, whoever the honorary guy was, they'll put that and then they'll put out, this is a, a whiteout game or whatever the case is. This is bobblehead day. And then they'll put out – and they deferred or they're taking the ball first. Using that, then you have, like I said, you literally have a two, three-minute gap, if that. That two, three minutes, though, the line hasn't really changed, and that's something whenever I bet first quarters and whatnot. Now, I do take teams like the Chiefs in the second quarters of games because that's where they seem to score a lot more points. In the yeah. first quarters, they struggle. Second quarters, they get it going, and something like that. But it's just real tough to just depict a first quarter line for you right now if I haven't done no digging, but... First off the top of the mind right now, when I look at them, I think Buffalo comes out and just starts stumping them. But there's a lot, a lot, a lot of value you can get in betting those first quarter lines. But everything has to play to your advantage, though, because say you take X team, 
before the coin toss, you don't even know. Say they don't get the ball first. So say the other team uses four minutes off the clock and they get to the 40-yard line and then they punt. Now you have maybe one possession, I doubt two, nine minutes left. So you're going to tell me you, your whole bet was on one possession, maybe two possessions in that first quarter. And now, you, you know, you're really, really pushing. You're gambling, gambling. You're gambling you, on gambling. <laughs> yeah, you're gambling on gambling. You're gambling on how many possessions am I going to have in this first quarter? And, and, and what can I do with that first possession? The first possession doesn't really tell you much of a team because if a team goes out there and scores real fast, that doesn't mean to tell you, man, they're going to smash them. Football is about making changes, you know, adapting to the game script. And again, if, if, if these first quarters go a certain way, don't think that the dominoes are going to fall. There's all about adjustments, especially coaches that make halftime adjustments. That's where I start looking in the handicaps. Look at coaching uh, advantages. Who has the coaching advantage and who's going to make who, – who, what team makes more halftime adjustments? That's where you see some of the value. That, that's a good point. And to piggyback off of that one, kind of like maybe the, the 49ers are in this category, right? They're a big favorite. I could see them starting this game off pretty quickly because Shanahan's one of those guys that he usually has a great game script to start a game. They usually start fast. We saw that when he was here with Kubiak. And, I mean, look at look at who they're playing. They're playing the Redskins. So you could easily see the 49ers get going early in this game. Or the Rams, now that we start talking. See, once you really start breaking things down, then you start opening up little boxes of treasures, right? Because the Atlanta Falcons have been horrible in the first half this season. They've been getting smoked, and that's what's been – they've been falling behind, and that's what leads to Matt Ryan having to play catch-up and still getting 300-plus yard games. It all falls together, but one thing you know is that they've been falling behind early. And one thing that you know is the Rams come out firing. The Rams are looking to get going again. The Rams – need a bounce back performance they're desperate yeah Yeah, they're favored on the road a 55 over under expect points expect them early and quick i think the rams in the first quarter is also a good bet as atlanta i've seen likes to defer the kickoff so say they do defer kickoff jacks uh rams get ball go ahead and get rams for the first quarter first half i like it so there's three of them for you aj right there three of them but we only got one segment left put your name on it Put your name on the phone lines right now because you got one segment to get your questions in. 713-780-3776 at Mully9975 is where you can find us on Twitter. We'll be back. Home stretch. Let's get it on. is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. We are back. You are listening to Moneyline. And guys, I just want to remind everybody... Get your Astros championship gear, man. They are going to the World Series, and you know where you're going to get it. You're going to get it from the official sporting goods retailer, the Houston Astros, and that's Academy Sports and Outdoors. Remember, guys, just visit your nearest Academy Sports and Outdoors location today. And now that we've won the LCS, all Houston area Academy Sports will be open today with officially licensed championship apparel. You want the official stuff. You don't want the stuff out of the back of somebody's trunk. You want that real gear 
here from Academy Sports and Outdoors. So, official. Yes, it's official. Go get that hat. Get it broken in, looking real good for the World Series, man. You want to look sharp. You don't want to be wearing that you know, 2017 gear. You want to get some of the new stuff, and the only place to get it is at Academy Sports and Outdoors. Get over to Academy today. They are open right now. All the Houston area academies, they have all your Astros gear. Get over there, pick it up, and then go watch your Texans. Perfect little Sunday at Academy Sports and Outdoors. Right. Make sure you get the official stuff, too, because I've seen some yeah. guys out there with jersey walking around saying Astro. Yeah. You know, you're like, wow, who spelt that? Who did that to him? And why is that guy wearing that? Don't get the unofficial gear. Get the good stuff. Go ahead and show it off. Get over to Academy. Like I said, I'm going to get out there, and I'm looking forward to getting the new patch, the new jersey as well. Yes, and I mean – Academy has great prices, so you don't have to get that knockoff stuff. You can get the real stuff at Academy, and you'll get a great deal. Get over to Academy today. And, Jerry, let's get to the rest of these hold games. Hold on, hold on. I've been waiting to do this. What, what you got? Academy, sports, sports and, and outdoors. outdoors. <laughs> Academy. I've been waiting a long time to do that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> let's get to these final three games. This one I'm very curious about. we got the Saints going to Chicago. You know, the Saints have been really good without Drew Brees. I kind of think that stops today. They are not at home. They're not in the dome. They're going outside. They're playing a very tough defense. No Alvin Kamara. we got to talk about that. That's a big deal. I think Latavius Murray today is a a top 15 running back in a PPR. I think he's going to get you at least three or four catches, and hopefully he falls in the end zone for you. So I like Latavius Murray. If if you're the Kamara owner, I highly recommend you go pick him up. You want him on your roster because – if he doesn't go next week, there's a bye after that. So maybe they rest up Kamara and don't play him again next week. Give him the bye and rest that ankle up. So I like him this week. I think he can start Latavius Murray. I know it's a tough matchup. It really is. But I think he could come through for you in a PPR. What do we think about this game, though, Jerry? Got the Bears favored by four. What do you, how do you think this one plays out? It's a tough game to cap overall. I don't know what Money Mitch is going to come back like. Right. What 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 the playbook is going to be like for him now that they had someone that can actually make throws and now they're going to have to critique it back to his abilities. I'm trying to find a way to take advantage of the Bears defense because running up the running in between the tackles that's not it. The way you beat them is receiving yards to the running backs. 58.6. But with Kamara out, who's it going to be? Murray? Is it going to be Dwayne Washington? Zach Zinner? One of those guys is going to have to catch the ball. I don't know which one it's going to be, though. So I'm going to pretty much stay away from the backfield. I think that Michael Thomas has a game, though. Oh, no doubt. He's been fantastic. And I think Akeem Hicks is out for the Bears, who's a, you know, a big piece of their defensive line. So that might, you know, that gives you a little bit of positivity for the, the Saints running game. And, you know, we saw Latavius Murray get some catches last week because Kamara wasn't completely healthy then either. So I think I don't think Murray's going to win you your week or anything like that, but I think he can be a solid, you know, kind of low-end number two running back for you this week. Now, let's look at Chicago and how you can beat them as far as throwing the ball on them. Buster Screen and Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller is usually great, or good at least, and yep. he's just having a down year. Buster, though, you can beat him, and yes. that's how teams have been torching him. Terry McLaurin did it last week, 6 for 70 on him. So who do you feel confident outside of Michael Thomas to as pass catchers? Are you going to maybe a Jerry Cook game? or I don't, I don't think Cook's going to play. I think he's actually out. Who's the, who's the backup um, tight end? I'm sorry. Man, I'm, 
I don't even know. Last I, name Hill. I, I think it's Jay Hill. That's all I know, Jerry. It's Jay Hill. I need a bone up on my backup Saints tight ends. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't love that. And I'll tell you how I think they're going to take advantage of that matchup against screen in the slot. I think they're just going to use Michael Thomas a whole lot. That's what they you need know to what do. I mean? And that's what I'm trying to find here because Michael Thomas leads the, lead, uh, the team in 51 targets. The second guy is Jared Cook. At 22, so after that, you've fallen back to to the Teddy Gins, Josh Hills of the world, Traquan Smith, and those yeah. guys. But I don't even let's just not even talk about all that. Let's talk about Michael Thomas and Teddy Ginn or Hill. That's yeah. that's where it's going to be going. Or again, it leads me to believe that they will use the run game. They're going to have to use the run game, but how through the through the intermediate pass? Yes, and I mean, we saw Josh Jacobs actually run the ball effectively against the Bears, so it can be done. I just, I, I don't like the spot for the Saints at all. I think they fall back to earth right here. Uh, what's the guy, Akeem Hicks? That's yes. him being out, He's the, out, the defensive tackle for the Bears. Yes. That, that's a big loss for run-stopping, and that's why the Raiders were ultimately allowed to run it down their throats. Yeah, and he's out again today, so maybe they can take advantage of that matchup. Uh, the spread's at four. Do you think the Bears cover this one? Four seems about right. Yeah. Uh, it seems if, if I had to be on a side, I would be on Chicago here, but it's not. I wouldn't do it confidently. I don't see a lot of points in this one. The The total's at 37 and a half. Does that sound about right as well? It's ugly. See, this game is ugly. <laughs> and, yeah, and again, though, whenever you have an ugly game like this with a low total, usually taking the points is the right move here, but I don't feel confident in doing that. Okay, then if we don't like it, let's move on. This one's a big one. Here we go. Eagles versus the Cowboys. You know, Amari Cooper, I think, is going to try to play, but look, we're not going to know. It's a night game, so you're, you're just going to have to have some backup options there in case he doesn't go. Eagles, their corner, starting to get healthy again. So maybe they're not such a train wreck on the back end on their defense. So, you know, maybe we see the Eagles step it up a little bit. Dallas is favored by a field goal at home. Do you have a lean on this one? How are these teams going to attack each other? That's the question here because Zeke and the Cowboys, how do they attack that that uh, defense by the defensive backs, right? And you said that they're barely starting to get healthy again, but even when healthy, they're not that great of a, a unit. So does Dak struggles continue? Does the defensive uh, the defensive unit for the Cowboys continue to struggle? Because they looked bad last week. They looked really bad against a, a Jets team that, it's not anywhere close to what the Eagles bring on offense. You know what I mean? So Byron Jones out, Anthony Brown out, two defensive backs on the Cowboys. I'm just going to give it out here. We're almost out of time, but I think the Eagles' money line should be the play here. Ooh, I like that. I think Michael Gallup is a good option this week. For sure, with everything going on with Cooper. Yeah. And Gallup finally had his his worst game of his career, had a, a few drops. Look for him to bounce back in a big way. I think there's points here, but I think the Eagles got the upper hand today. All right, and finally, New England Jets, nine and a half for the Patriots. You like either side of this one? It's too much to me, but again, I'll be staying away. I don't know what the Patriots are going to do on offense with Gordon and, and whatnot injured. All right, well, it's time for Put Your Name on It. I'm going to go with Josh Allen. I, I think I think the Bills are going to whoop up on the Dolphins. I say Josh Allen goes off today. Get him in your fantasy lineup. Chris Carson, this isn't the 
Baltimore defense your mother had. Chris Carson's going to have a big day today. I like it. And I'm all over Evan Ingram. He's going to have the receptions over five and a half. He'll probably get in the end zone. He'll have those 66 and a half yards. You need to cash your ticket. So those are your put your names on it. Go ahead. You got five minutes to get it going. We got five minutes to get on up out of here. We got to get home. We got to get to the games. Thank you once again for listening to Moneyline like you do every single Sunday, I hope. Signing off for the squad, Renzo. Andrew Carlson, Josh Jordan, and Jerry Bonos with a Z. Peace.